Hey there on this June 16, 2021. It's EDB here that's here at Sean Barrett for long, and I believe you connected to this because you're ready for our Wednesday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All of you fine, fine people. Mama Bell, we was in our in our meeting so busy having fun talking about Sunday, I forgot to give you the order service. Oh yeah. I meant to I meant to do that, but uh if if you have a piece we're going to uh we're going to definitely get to that in about five minutes or so. Okay. So, so that you don't have to sit there and, 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 and stew over it. I, I want you to go ahead and get it out. Yeah, so I won't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't want to say that with your, with your young self. You know? With my remarkable mind, I may forget yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, because you, you know, you so, you so young. You know, sometimes it's right hard on. for the young people to remember something. Us old folks don't forget, but them young folks, you know. Uh, us, us young folks. Mhm. I uh, while Mama Bell is preparing, I uh, I was thinking about how I wanted to lead in, or what my thought process was going to leading in today to what I would like to discuss, what I feel I should discuss, and I thought about when I was a young boy around about the mid-90s, early 90s, I met a preacher in downtown Norfolk. I'm sure you heard of him. And it was fascinating, this preacher. I liked him. I wanted to be like him. And I came home and I would write Dr. Eric Barrett on all of my papers. He was a doctor, and I wanted to be a doctor. And I realized here recently that I didn't want to be a doctor because I wanted to study. I didn't want to be a doctor because I really knew exactly what a doctor was. I wanted to be a doctor because in my head being a doctor was cool. And then fast forward when you look at what's going on in the world and all the different attributes of it, I was discussing with myself. I know that's a shocker. Most time I talk to other people, this time I talk to myself. I said, self, he said, hmm. And I asked myself, I said, you know, there was a time when I hated Bible class. I despised it. And it's not because of smart people. I have no problem with, with smart people. As a matter of fact, smart people is really, really fascinating. 
They can solve problems, smart people. They can help to make the world better, smart people. But there's a difference between smart people and know-it-alls. Those are the folks who make the party just so boring because they would get in Bible class and you've seen them and heard them, they fight you. My commentary knows more than your commentary. And it was this, this listen to react. You ever met them people? They're not listening to you. They're reacting to you. They're hearing what you're saying because they're ready for the next fight. That made Bible class so boring. And I remember going to Sunday school, and I would and listen to Sunday school, to pay attention to Sunday school, and Sunday school might have started about, well, between, it was, the sign said 10 o'clock. We might have got started at 1045. And the first five or ten minutes of Bible class was interesting until the people started showing up. And I checked out. They said, well, he hates Bible class. Not that I hate it. I'm sick of the fight. And then I realized something, and I want to talk to you about that. Mama Bell said she's playing, but I wanted to ask you to consider it. What would happen... Not if you gave up your smarts. I'm not telling you to do that. That that would be devastating. But what happens if we didn't look at things through our own eyes, but we looked at them through a broader scope? I'll talk about that in a minute. I thought you'd meditate on that. Chew on that, if you will. Pray quietly amongst yourselves. My mama bell plays.
as I excitingly from that musical presentation head to Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to focus my attention on verses 5 and 6. And it reads, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and do not rely on thy own understanding. Know him in all your ways and he will keep your path straight. Another translation, or should I say the right translation by which I was reading, how are you going to butcher the butcher translation? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely. It doesn't say anything. It just, just said don't rely on your own intelligence. Know him in all your paths and he will keep your ways straight. I thought about this morning the little thought that I used to say. It made folks mad when I said it. It was my way of acknowledging that God existed. I would say something along the lines of there is a God because I'm too stupid to come up with this stuff. And then there were those who would say, well, Eric, you're calling yourself stupid. No, no, I wasn't calling myself stupid. I was amazed and shocked by the thoughts I was having. It was impossible for me Someone who, and this is not looking at an educated perspective, it was just a person who could know something and never even read a book on it. And yet, for some reason, those words would spew from my list. I've been watching a TV series. It's on Netflix. The first two seasons are... The third one is on Hulu or Peacock. Peacock and Hulu, Netflix, all of them are streaming services that you can get if you have a smart TV. That program is called Manifest. And I don't have time to go into all of the details of this program. It's very fascinating when you think about it, but one of the pieces to this this program, or should I say the main course of this program, is these individuals who are part of this flight. There was a delayed flight, and this flight had some weirdness to it. And, and again, there's more details that I'm leaving out, so please forgive me if this confuses you. But this flight had these passengers that somehow now have these powers, you see. They have these visions, these callings. They can see into the future. 
some cases their seeing into the future helps to prevent things from happening. And the reality of it is it came or mostly affected, in the movie at least, the family, the Stones. And the Stones had a mother who used to always quote Romans 8.28, all things work together. As a matter of fact, the mother passed and she crocheted pillows and gave it to her daughter and made sure, asked, if you will, that that verse was inscribed on her tombstone. All things work together. I've been watching this program almost religiously now for the last couple of couple of days. I uh, tell First Lady sometimes when she asks me, she says, um, why do you do that? I, I hate watching TV. I, I've never liked watching TV. That's part of the reason why I uh, am so fascinated by streaming services because they allow you to do what they call binge watching. You see, it, it, most of you know about the program system, TV program system I'm referring to. It'll start about 8 o'clock and you'll have somewhere, if it's an hour show, around 22 minutes of commercials. And the commercials always come at the good part. You know what I mean? They get right there, and Joey is looking at Samantha, and he's about to kiss her. And they're leaning in, and next thing you know, we're interrupted by Bounty talking about how they can clean up the spill on your floor. Very, very frustrating to me. I hate commercials. Refuse to watch them. And then the other part of it is, if Bounty interrupting you in the middle of Sam's kiss, they'll get you right there in the scene where Johnny is chasing after Roduro. And he catches Roduro in the corner, and the next thing you know, the screen goes black, and there's a shot, and you... Wondering what happened, did Roduro shoot somebody? Is is there a death here? What what happened? Well, you won't know because it's nine o'clock. We'll see you next week. Oh, that makes me frustrated. I, I can't deal with it. So I sit and I wait until the series has concluded, and then I go to the Netflix, the YouTube, the Hulu, the Peacock. And I binge watch the whole series. Sometimes I do it in a week. I skip through the boring parts. I don't really care about your mom and cousin, what size underwear you wear. All that stuff doesn't make sense to me, nor do I really want to waste my time. Just get me to the juicy stuff and we can move on. And I mention that because in watching this series, I've sat there literally my eyes glued to the TV because I've always been led to believe that there's something in everything. I had a professor in college one time. It was fascinating what he said. He said, brother, he said, you can get something out of everything. 
I said, yeah. He said, uh-huh. He said, I found Jesus in the porno. I said, how did you find Jesus in the porno? He said, I saw what that girl did to that boy, and I went, Lord Jesus, thank you, don't let me know. Thank you, God, because I'm going to go home and do it too. And I realized when I watched that video, and I don't need to do that. So that's when I found Jesus in that porno. It was fun in class. Tough crowd here. But the point was, you can find something in everything. And I found a very fascinating message in this series. These were not uneducated people, not by a long shot. I told you these were the stones, Ben Stone, the son, if you will, super college educated, double majored in mathematics, can work out a problem in his head just with a blink of an eye. His daughter was also training in various ways and could somewhat argue or rival him in other aspects in finding these problems. They were very smart people, very smart people. But the problem was when they switched from smart to know-it-all, they got very dangerous when they got the know-it-alls. And that's when it hit me. It hit me because I referred myself back to that Bible class. It became boring because the people started fighting. They they went from smart to know-it-all. And then when people start checking out because they just don't want to be a part, they don't want to hear you tell them about your cheering and their cousins and their uncles and what happened to Christmas dinner. They're not, they're not interested in that. they got bigger fish to fry, bigger problems to fry these people. And yet we sit in Bible class. I'm not talking about y'all. I ain't never been to y'all Bible study. Talk about mine. So please don't take this as a shot. I don't know about your church. I ain't never been there, at least not to my knowledge. But in mine, I watched as people were hurt because it's hard to overcome. No, no. And I understand. Why? Hurt folks hurt. Frustrated people frustrate. Misery loves company. And sometimes it's very hard to deal with certain individuals, but when you look at it, peel back the onion and get to the allergic and do section and think about all that they have been through and all that they're still suffering. Sometimes I feel a whole lot of us need to go to AA meeting. It's not just for the drunks and dope addicts. 
for the people who can't get over their husband. For the people who can't get over their children, who can't get over their wives, who can't get over their mothers. the hurt and pain and frustration. And then there are those who cry out because they feel as though they're not being heard. I'll say this in in our private meeting. A lot of you may know this some time ago there was a snake in our yard and I was trying to remove the snake from the property, our property. And in doing so, I uh, went to go cut a piece of grass where the snake was hiding and hoped to smoke him out. And, And more importantly, maybe if I hit him with the blade, it might do some damage to the poor brother. Or sister, I don't really know. Snakes, girls, boys, I really don't care, to be honest with you. But in doing so, I cut a piece of grass. It's a fine, fine line between my neighbor and I. And that gentleman got a little upset, called the police, filed charges against me, destruction of property. You know, that's borderline criminal. Long story short, they found out that this young man next door had some type of connection to family members and friends and all these other good things. And the tide seemed to turn. My uncle came in, and now he likes him. My uncle's friend likes him. My mama is all sympathetic for him. Even the first lady, Joe in his corner. It's almost as if nobody remembered that I faced a judge over this man. It was a lonely corner of the city, and and it seemed as though I was not being heard. So I sunk down into my corner, and when I said I didn't want to be bothered, oh, I'm angry. I can't forgive. Well, let me ask you this question. If any of you were bitten by a snake or any type of animal, even if the animal does become friendly, are you going to forget that that snake bit you? Are you going to forget that that animal once had you in some harm? No. You're not. Nobody knows what I went through those nights heading up to that case, the fear, 
what was going to happen to me because the reality of it is grandmother went with me to the court. Yes, my uncle took pictures and different things, and he worked up a great defense. Yes, but when that gavel hit, it wasn't grandmama. It wasn't uncle. One first lady, one anybody else. It was me that had to stand before the judge. And so I'm very cautious. I keep my distance. I'm not angry. I just find it hard to forget. And I told you that story because a lot of us, find ourselves not able to handle. That's why there's a lot of fighting and a lot of frustrating and a lot of anger because we're trying to get folks to hear us. We want to get heard. We're hurt. I am a firm believer now that I have sat down and processed things over this this last 15 months, we got a lot of hurt folks at church. They didn't fight because they were know-it-alls. It was how they medicated their pain. They were a bunch of abused people who had constantly been told that they couldn't do something or, or that they were worthless or whatever words that came out of most of those folks or these people, should I say, were all from the same race and nationality. And even if they did not come from the same nationality, they came from a nationality of oppression. Deep down inside, when you peel back the onion and really get down to it in this 12-step meeting we're in right now, there's some hurt there. And as much as you felt like you gave it over to God, let me tell you the truth. It's still down, down there. You see a man, and he'll look at you a certain way, and you think about your husband. You see a sister. I don't like people named Williams. They remind me of Jophine. You don't even know who that is, but every Williams I meet seems got the same attitude. It's almost like it's hereditary. Can't stand William folks. They seem to all be the same. You know why? Because there's a lot of anger that I have toward Josie Williams. And as long as that anger sits, everybody that looks like her and smells like her makes me mad. When you think about it, if we head into Sunday, and I don't, or Saturday, should I say. You're going to hear it on your TV screens. PBS is doing programs and all these other entities are going to talk about it. I don't feel like I should give up my time on it. There's other places you can get Juneteenth. The Senate just unanimously a few days ago, maybe yesterday, it's all a blur. The people who live by the TV can give you more information on it. They unanimously passed a resolution to make Juneteenth 
a national holiday. I'm glad they finally did something in Washington. I'm sure you're happy as well. Unanimously passed the Senate. I don't know the numbers, but unanimously to me means unanimously. And it's headed to the House. And if I'm a betting man, if he unanimously passed the Senate, it's more than likely going to unanimously pass the House or at least have enough votes to get it done. So that's going to be a piece of business that the president's going to sign in the minute. Juneteenth is going to be a national day. But the, when you think about Juneteenth, I was talking to First Lady the other day. And she asked me something about it, and she was talking, and I somewhat rolled my eyes. And Folks, when they talk about black history, they feel that, that I am dismissing it or, or I don't want to talk about the oppression. I don't want to talk about the struggle. It's not that I dismiss it or I don't want to talk about the oppression or I don't want to talk about the struggle. I have a fear of it. Sometimes I'm afraid that we've heard too much. Personally, I can't watch the movie Sounder. That white man shot that black man's dog. Every time I see a cop near a dog, I get mad. Pulled out his revolver and shot him right in the middle of the street. I can't watch it. I almost joined the movement just because went outside, held up a fence in the middle of the street, didn't know who I was fighting for or why, scared to death, didn't even want to see no good, but I was mad. Sometimes I feel those programs, I'm scared. It has done more harm to our people than help them. And I don't dismiss it. It's what they call a complicated situation. You can't not talk about it. We need to know what happened. We need to have these great discussions. But at the same time, if you spend your life dwelling on it, there's a whole lot of folks who wouldn't go get the shot right now. You know, the white man he don't like me. They always lie to us. And that was true at a certain point in time, and, and it still is true to some degree now. I say to some degree because I don't think it's all white people that's lying to you nowadays. Come be honest with you, I don't believe it's all white people lying to you back then. We'll have that discussion another day. I'll just leave it right here. How do you think you got into slavery? They didn't go over there and invade the country. A lot you can do with 30 pieces of shekels. Ask your cousin about it. King black man over in Africa. I was asking first lady. I ain't talk about it now because she's sleeping. Shh. Don't tell her I'm talking about it. I said, have you ever noticed and talk about Dr. King? Dr. King is good because Dr. King is safe. 
Dr. King is the holiday that everybody can wrap themselves around and nobody has to feel threatened by it because there's something in it for everybody when you talk about Dr. King. They don't talk about Malcolm X. Malcolm X was a nationalist. Malcolm X had the mindset that why would you take your dollars and give it to the Jews? You can keep your dollars in your own community. Malcolm X in the 60s was trying to convince the people and compel them to rebuild Black Wall Street. That was Malcolm X's problem. And another person that you don't hear anything about, he almost rode off into the sunset. You don't hear anybody talk about Thurgood Marshall. I watched a piece on Thurgood Marshall. It was very fascinating. You know why they don't talk about Thurgood Marshall? Because Thurgood Marshall is living proof that the law works. If you know how to use it. And the key to our success, and the most important piece to the puzzle that we as a people, not just as a race, as a people, have neglected. Why did they make sure you could not read? Why did they make sure you did not understand the English language? Because they knew if you could read and if you could write and if you could properly comprehend, you would understand that the system works in your favor. We, the people, if you ever could look up what people mean, Thurgood Marshall did a case one day, and I'm going to bring this to a close. I hate Wednesday sometime. I ain't got time to really deal with nothing. Thurgood Marshall presented an argument one time in the civil rights case, went in and stood before the judge, and he broke down the word people. He took that word people and he constrapulated into human. And then he defined what a human was, down to the microcosm, the very living, breathing, minute 50 million little organisms that runs through the body, all of that stuff broke down into little small compartments. And he said, every person has it, and if every person has it, it means every person is a human. And if that means every person is a human, that means every person is a purpose. So when you say we the people, you got to mean everybody. Open and closed case. Couldn't nobody argue it because it's the truth. It said all humans. All humans are endowed from their creator. Well, then, they say that we came from monkeys. Well, let me ask you this question. Where did the monkey come from? Well, the monkey came from the ape. Where did the ape came from? 
Well, the eight came from the dirt. Well, where did the dirt come from? Somewhere you got a creator. That's how the law never worked for black people because they made sure you never knew it. That's how the law never worked for the Italians, why the law never worked for the Polish, why the law never worked for the immigrants, because they made sure you didn't know it. It had nothing to do with whether or not America was racist. It was America biased. We know this document, these truths that we hold to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. You are created, watch what that says, created equal. Wait a minute. That has nothing to do with an American document. That has nothing to do with a specific republic or a democracy. It said in that statement, you are all create. America didn't create nobody. That looks beyond your demographic or your nationality, your republic affiliation or allegiance. That looks beyond even your race. All men are created equal. I love the fact that we get the opportunity to hear and Juneteenth becomes a day and, and all of these things that we're celebrating from Dr. King and Malcolm X and all these different conversations and discussions that we're having. But can we get to this piece right here? Because I believe this is the most liberating part right there. This right here, this piece of business that we're discussing, I believe that's how you rebuild Black Wall Street. I believe that's how you get us out of poverty. I believe that's how you get us to this place of unity that we all claim, and I say claim because, let's be honest, you know some of us are not here. You know, all of us are together, but you know there's some folks out there that's talking it, but they don't really want it. Sometimes I have this mindset that they're panhandling all this hatred because they want to keep you divided. That's just my theory. Where do I know? I'm just a black man. All men are created equal. And as I bring this to a close, like I said, sometimes I hate Wednesday. I can't deal with nothing. Meet me on Sunday. I'll talk to you more. Pray for Brother Dennis. I don't believe he'll be with us on Sunday, so I have a good time to say what I need to say. If I bring this to a close, I thought about getting back to my text. What if we looked at this beyond what we know? Because as we've discussed here, it's possible what we know is a little flawed. What we've been taught is a little slanted. 
So we need a higher power. And seeing as we have been created, that's what the Constitution says. I ain't got to the Bible. I'm just telling you what the Constitution says. Since we have been created with inalienable rights, Before I formed thee in the mother's womb. Oh, I think that's where they got it from, maybe. Sounds about right to me. Before I formed thee, I knew. You go down some 28 chapters later, said, and I had plans. Oh, wait, that's not what it says. I'm sorry. It didn't say I had plans. Says I have plans. So when you look beyond your own intelligence, when you read the book beyond your own understanding, oh, how I in these last fourteen months have become so fascinated with Bible class. You know why? Because I can see this book a lot differently. I've seen this book a lot different in 14 months than I've seen in the 37 years I've been in church. It makes sense to me now. And I hope at the end of the day when it's all said and done and we no longer get to connect whenever that great time will be, no time soon, I hope. Take your vitamins and drink your milk. Eat your vegetables too. That would have helped But I hope we'll look back and we'll say, you know what? I became better because of this. My family became better. My my people became better. Most importantly, the world became better. So as you prepare to go about your day, I ask that you take that thought with you. May the grace and peace of God rest upon your very soul until the early Sunday when we shall meet again. And all those in agreement respond with a howdy, amen. 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 Amen.